Hello, everybody. Oh, that's a bit loud. I must obviously speak louder than Dave. It's great to have uh, the locations here as well. Is oh, it on? It's on. There, there go. we go. I was going to say, I think they turned yours up and mine down. So, really? Yeah, shocking. Unfortunately, the other way around. <laughs> anyway, it's great to everybody. Andy and Christian, the North Preston guys, good to have you on board, and Dave and uh, Naomi there in Lancaster. Absolutely. And a massive thank you to our technical team who make this happen. Let's give them a round of applause because they are amazing and we love them dearly and we are so grateful because it means that we join with everybody and our whole church is together. We might be in different places, but we're together in heart and mind. And that's what Pastor Dave was just sharing. And I just love that idea. So thank you so much. All the technical team here and in North Preston and in Lancaster. Thank you so much. And if you are new, thank you so much for coming. Why don't you all grab a seat? All locations, that would be brilliant. And now I have to make... The, the, the only issue we have when we share the speaking is we have to share the lectern. Right, just, and, just have a look at how much space Ed needs for look, his notes. Look, look, I'm just moving them up I a bit. how much I get for my no, no, see, notes. look, there, there you go, dear. There you go, it's, it's all good. Now he feels bad. I don't really. Am I supposed to feel bad? I really enjoy preaching. Oh, I thought you'd turn me off then. I was like, my word. That's good. I'm you keep turning it down me. a little bit. We do love doing things together and just because it, we are a family. Half of the house is about family, it's about doing it together, it's about being in together. And it's how we want to do church and it's how we love doing church. So I hope you enjoy the fun, hope you enjoy the banter, hope you get the heart of God through what we're saying this morning. So th this weekend is our Heart for the House offering and it's a it's a, it's a special weekend, and I just wanted to begin by saying this is, I believe, more about our hearts than our finances, right? It's more about hearts than our finances, and it's, it's a time where, for me, uh, I just think and pray through, you know, where's my heart before God? Is it fully offered to Jesus Christ? Is, is my, because I know financially and service-wise, if my heart loves Jesus, if your heart loves his church, his mission, and all he's called, called us to do, actually everything else flows from that, right? And so even though we're going to think about money and about, about raising money for various things, actually, I want to say to begin with, it is primarily about your heart. And uh, our families just flow from that. And, uh, and uh, Actually, my wife's heart's always better in this nature than mine, doesn't it? Because let's face it, Charlie, you, you are by nature a little bit more generous than me. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much. Well, it's true, isn't it? It's true, isn't it, everybody? With, with our money. <laughs> yes, that's right. She's very generous with our We were money. doing a marriage prep thing, weren't we, on Friday night, and you were yeah. talking about how you should never say, so this is for you guys who are married, you should never say, this is my money and that's your money. Actually, it's our money, and it's when we money. give out of our, our families, we actually give out of our finance, and it's a blessing to be able to do that. It is. Psalm 78, I want to begin with our, really our calling as a church. Psalm 78, verses 1 through 7 says this, Oh, my people, hear my teaching, listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in parables, I will utter hidden things, things from of old. What we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from their children. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our forefathers to teach their children so that, so that the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. And they in turn will tell their children that they would put their trust in God and would no longer forget his deeds, but would keep his 
commands. We have this calling to be a church that keeps telling people about the amazing news of Jesus Christ, about his wonders, about how to live a life that works, a life that God can bless, a life that God loves, to create a home to empower a new generation, something that we've thoroughly enjoyed. And we've been doing it 15 years. And I was actually talking to my father just last week. And he was saying, it's a lot different to it was in 2007 when we started. Um, God has really blessed us. There was a whole host of stories. We're going to get one young lady come up to share a little bit of her story in a while. But, but God has done some amazing things. And each time we come to this offering, I just think you know, God can use us to do some great things in people's lives. Again, to create a home so people can be empowered. They can be forgiven and healed, restored and set free as they meet Jesus Christ for them selves yeah let's just take a, a moment let's just pray before we look at the the dreams and the big steps that god is going to have us take let's just close our eyes for a second god we thank you we thank you for that psalm which has been the psalm and um, god that has been the foundation of what you have given us um, to build on god we thank you that you have called us to a new generation and god we thank you that you call us to dream dreams god that you thank you that you call us to take steps forward out of your heart god out of what you have given to us and so god this morning at the outset of what we are doing right now, God, we just invite you to continue enabling us to dream dreams. God, we invite you to continue enabling us to have bigger vision, God, and to actually connect more with who you are, God, with your heart, so that we can take what you have given us and we can um, be a light in this generation. God, that the light that you give us, God, we can walk in and we can share. So God, we just invite you now into what you want to say this morning. God, won't you move in power? God, won't you change hearts and lives? God, even as we set our hearts towards you even as we say God this is our day for giving back to you God won't you just do something significant right now in Jesus name amen 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 so heart for the house is all about dreaming dreams it's all about taking things forward it's about um, I think it's getting our, our, our minds and our heads out of our day-to-day -day, out of the nitty-gritty out of the thing that takes us down and actually allowing us to lift our gaze because that's what actually heart for the house is it's about dreaming for what God would have us do it says in Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Do you know what? It just doesn't get any bigger than that, does it? It doesn't get any bigger than actually having our heart turned towards God, the maker of heaven and earth. And that is exactly where our help comes from. It's where our help comes from to deal with our lives. It's where the help comes from to deal with things that happen in our families. You know what? We can get so bogged down in the nitty gritty that we forget about dreaming dreams. We forget about where our help is actually coming from. From. And so this morning, we want to, as we look to what God has given us to dream for church, we want to firstly get ourselves in that place. We want to be looking at what God has for us. We want to ask God for his inspired dreams in our lives, in our families. And this, I believe, could be a word for someone that is in this place today. And if that's where you're at in the nitty gritty, God is saying to you this morning, raise your head. Look at me. Look at the God of heaven and earth. And uh, that's what we want to do for us. But Heart for the House is about doing this for our church and our church family. It's about not just focusing on the here and now, but it's focusing on the things that are ahead. It's about focusing on the future. And that's what we are doing today. It's about taking those big steps forward. And that is what we're going to hear about this morning. It is. Over the years, we have uh, well, we've raised a small fortune. And God has blessed us. And we've done all sorts of things with it. One of the kind of key things we've done is we've been always trying to hire staff that can help us all be equipped better, uh, deepen our spiritual walk and be discipled and all things like that. And I remember years and years ago, one of our first Heart for the Africans, we actually 
paid for Dave to come on team. Long time ago. Because you see, Dave used to be a caravan fiberglass maker. That's what he used to do. So if you need anything fiberglassing, Dave's the man. He even knows how to make molds for, well, for caravans. I'm not sure how useful that is. But, and, um, but he came on board. This last, this last 12 months, we've had Melissa part-time on staff. He's been blessing us with her worship and working hard helping the, the creative team. And that's, that's, some of the, that's one of the things that we've been doing. We've also um, put money into new locations. The reason why Lancaster is there is through Heart for the House. The reason why North Preston is there because of Heart for the House, because it's one of those steps forward, those big steps forward that we've done as a church. We have, we've also um, invested in buildings, and uh, we know that church is not about the building, um, but we know that buildings are essential, right? So if we read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 onwards, it says this, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. You know, church, we are the building together. We are called to be the building. We are supported on the foundations of the apostles and the prophets and on Christ as the cornerstone. Um, but you know what? In the New Testament, they also met. They met in the temple. They met in upper rooms. They met in all sorts of places. Um, but in our kind of country, we kind of need a building, right? Because our climate isn't like the climate in Israel. You couldn't just go and meet out in the courts of the, I don't know, capital center or, you know, down by the River Loon or something. But we actually need a building. And uh, buildings are where we facilitate our being together. They facilitate our doing, which flows out of our being as church. Um, and that's what we've invested in over the years. It's where we have fellowship and it's where we do life. And uh, if you're in our South Preston campus, obviously there's so much you can see here. We've got Valley Coffee, which we all enjoy from every location. We love coming in. You know, we've also invested in Lancaster. We've invested in chairs. We invested in staging, you know, the horse box, which transports everything around. If you're in horse box, that's right, isn't it? It's a horse it box. It is. I but sometimes it's forget it's a horse storage. box, but it is right, a horse Lancaster, box. You love that, don't you? You love filling it every week, I know. Um, but in North Preston, you know, it's been a recent thing. Um, but in North Preston, obviously the sound equipment. And I know that, Chrissy and Andy, you definitely have, you know, your kind of skin in the game. You want more things for that as well. Um, you know, God has equipped us in so many ways with our buildings. He has. And we've invested in ministries, in the kids' work and the youth work, and also the worship. And um, we uh, had a, it's true, you had, um, we, we had a recording time, if you remember, in our um, conference weekend, and the team have been working really hard, and we've employed a, an expert to come alongside the team and bring some more expertise, and we thought we'd play you a little track of our first song that's been, been mastered. It's not all the track, um, but for part of the song, so hopefully one of the Ollies can play the track for us.
such a good track. Really. Thanks, team. Thanks, Sophie, for writing it. And um, we want to help each one of us with our gifts and skills. And uh, it's one of the things that we can show. But it doesn't matter what area of work you're in, both inside church and ministry inside church. Remember, we're ministers everywhere we go. And we want to help you, as it were, flourish and be empowered in every area of your life. And if we can do that, then that's what we want to do to help each other. So we're going to invest in ministries. Yeah, we also invest outside of the church. We also invest in mission because we don't see our um, church as just something that is local. In the church we see, it says that, you know, we see a church who has so much influence um, that it's so large, its heartbeat is felt across the nations. And we also want to invest in our world. And every year we give around 10% of our Heart for the House money into mission, both local and far. Um, Matthew 28 says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And uh, that's what part of our finance goes towards. We've done things locally, so um, Pastor Derek's coming tonight. We have actually given a significant amount of finance into helping their building project um, and just seeing God work in that locality. We've also sent leaders, particularly Pastor Ed, but other people as well, over to Brazil to train leaders in Brazil with skills that they wouldn't have otherwise so that they can see what God is doing you know, here and in their church actually spread um, abroad as well. We have sent finance to Vision Rescue to help the kids on the slums in India. We've done things through Compassion and bought all kinds of things um, for different projects for which are sponsored children. So we're kind of invested in that. Um, and then most recently, after our Hope for Justice cycle ride that we did, um, we actually increased the gifts that were given and made it up to the 6,000, which is what we really had a heart to give because we wanted to see people set free from modern-day slavery. And so this is kind of some of the things that we invest in as a church um, year on year and things that we have done, which is just such a blessing and such an th amazing thing that we can actually do. It is, it's very cool. And it's all about people. Half of the house in the end, buildings, the technical stuff, the mission trips, it's all about people. People finding Jesus, people being healed and restored for their entire lives, been changed. And we want to ask Alex, she wants to come to the stage. She's very bravely offered, and well, she didn't offer, we asked her, but she said yes to come to the stage. And um, hello. <laughs> and uh, answer a few questions. Yes, of course. Hi, so. Hello, this is Alex, everybody. Who's quite invested in the locations as well, actually, aren't you? Yes, I started out in Lancaster and then uh, moved on to North Preston. So, um, yeah, I love it, North Preston. Yeah, so, so thank you, North Preston. Everybody. We have borrowed her for the, for yes. the, for the morning. <laughs> so, why don't you start by saying, you know, how do you manage to get into church? What yeah, happened? I was invited um, by someone really passionate about church. And although I was really stubborn and reluctant to get to church... Um, I think God put a really like a curiosity in my heart and I just I came and I'm so glad I did because um, it saved my life and my life has transformed since being here. It's been about a year and a bit now. So it's been um, just a whole story of salvation and, and transformation. Yeah. Amazing. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. <laughs> so you weren't from a background of coming to church. No. This wasn't normal to you. This is not no, like, completely yeah, this is the not. next thing you were going to do in your life. No. Like, what did you think when you came to church? Well, I have the, in my head, 
pews and, you know, nuns and choir boys. <laughs> in my head, I was like, that's what I'm walking into. Um, but it wasn't anything like that, right? I, I remember coming into the building and seeing Han Miles and seeing, you know, everyone here. And it was just like, okay, this is normal. <laughs> it's not, you know, some really weird traditional thing that I had built up in my head. And it was fresh. It was new. It was just home from the start. It felt like home. And um, it's just continued to feel even more and more like home. Um, but that's what I thought church was like, and it's just exceeded my expectations. And actually, this is the place where I've learned mo- more in my whole life. And um, yeah, family, that's what it is. <laughs> cool. So obviously you came, and yeah. something must have happened. You encountered Jesus. Yes. What happened? Uh, Dave Scores was preaching, um, and he was preaching a message about uh, wolves and the 11 wolves that Christians have to fight or kill. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> um, and I don't think it was a message tailored for a non-Christian, but I was sat in this room over there at the back, and um, I realized I, I was the wolf. I was each of those wolves that he was saying, and I realized I had a conviction in my heart saying, you need to change, and you need to stop being a wolf. And so that's what I chose to do. Um, I, I chose to become a sheep and and follow Jesus and since that like it's been a process it's not been easy I've had to change my attitude of my opinions and my beliefs um, my actions and my behaviors and habits like everything in my life has changed and God has been so patient and gracious and allowing me to do it in my time um, but I've gone to from someone who was crippled by depression crippled by addictions and I'm now you know I'm here like I'm still alive I'm still going um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, I see a future. I see a future in, in my life, and that's because of Jesus and, and Dave and everybody here. So That's awesome. So why are you still coming then? Because obviously that was kind of sorted in one go, like Jesus yeah. came into your life, but obviously it's not about a one-off moment. Why are you still into it? The support and the family that I've made here. Um, so without going into too much detail about my, uh, my life, but, um, you know, I grew up quite isolated. I was quite a lonely child. I didn't have a strong family unit around me. My whole family's in Mexico. Um, so I was only here with my mum and my sister, and bless them, they, you know, try their best to uh, manage me. But um, the support wasn't there. Um, but what I got here was family, and that, um, that support that I've always longed for. Um, people around me that actually build me up. Andy and Chrissy brought me into their house. Like, that's just something I've never had before. Um, and it actually allowed me to realize what family is and what family can be like. And yesterday I went to London, I saw my dad for the first time in, in about three years, four years, and they saw the change in me, and they saw actually... Jesus has done something so amazing in my life, and the only reason that happened was because of the family I made here, and that's why I stayed. <laughs> and that's why I'm going to continue to stay, to continue building this family and relationships and, yeah, building this church, because it's, it's a family. It's a home. I love the fact you get a chance to go back, because I yes. know you're quite nervous about Oh, I was very you, nervous. I was <laughs> terrified, stuff, crying and... every day, but um, God, God answers our uh, prayers, so, yeah, miracles. <laughs> I love the fact. So do, do, do pray as she goes and obviously works, yeah. demonstrates, not just talks, but demonstrates what God has done in her life. So what do you see in your future? Ooh, it's scary. I'm not too sure. Um, I've let it all go <laughs> to God and he is going to guide me. Um, I know what is in, ahead of me is going to be good because God does everything for my good and for um, to prosper me. And so I'm very excited to see what God has for my life. If I, you know I've changed this much in just one year, like I can't I can't wait to see what He does in ten, 
20 years. Um, I do hope to just continue building my life here and um, really like just digging in with church and, and preaching and, and spreading the, the message, the gospel, because it saved my life and I know it can save someone else's life too. So, um, yeah, I just see my future here and building and, yeah, just fighting for Jesus' cause and his kingdom. That's amazing. It sounds like you actually see freedom in your future. Yes, freedom. From, if you think, like, just thinking about what you've just described, obviously where you came from to where you are now, like the, the difference is that, isn't it? Yeah, Every, is... I don't want to be the next Shakespeare or anything, but um, <laughs> Jesus has changed every fiber of my being. <laughs> that's very dramatic, but that's how I see it. Like, I feel it inside, and it's just, um, yeah, freedom. It's, it's amazing. So thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Let's thank Alex. It's an amazing story. Thank, thank you. you so much. That's what, that's what half of the house is for, right? It's for transforming lives. I know we give the money and we see the buildings, but it's about transforming lives. And we've loved seeing the change in your life, as well as many others, both here and in the venues. When God comes down, things change. And uh, you can see it, you can feel it, and it's just incredible. Well, we wanted to spend just a few minutes talking about um, what we hoped for in investing make the dreams come true of certain things. Now, there's no promise that we're going to do all these things we're about to talk with because some of our pastors and department heads go crazy when they think, oh, what can I ask for? Um, for those of you who've been in church long enough, my brother Andy, who's a pastor at North Preston, always used to put down a Mr. Whippy ice cream maker because he was a youth pastor for years. Small cost of two and a half thousand. I know, I know. We never got it. Because sorry, and but Andy, you're not youth pastor anymore, so no, Mr. Whippy. I think he still put it down actually when he was a pastor at Lancaster. He did, he did for a while, right? yes. Yeah. He put it down for Lancaster as well. Um, but these are some of the things that we're going to invest in. First of all, we always have a heart for our ministries, um, so we want to invest in the, the kids' work and the kids' work. Uh, really wanting to invest in tech stuff. Um, they haven't had any for a, a number of years, be it video projectors or sound desk and things like that, to try and bring the whole standard up, and we would love to give some of that to them. The youth work have asked for lots of things. I will highlight one, which I'm not promising, but we'll, we'll tell everybody that they, they would love to have a minibus to transport people from A to B, a, a big bus, a big bus, not just a minibus, a big bus. All right, I want a big bus, a proper bus, not just a minibus. <laughs> Not promising, because they're very expensive. But, um, but it's those kind of things that we love to give into. And we usually can only do one or two, but we love to invest into our ministries. Um, the creative guys, uh, we will keep, we'll finish off the recordings that we've done. And then we hope this year that our songwriters will continue to, to write amazing songs that we can enjoy, that reflect our house and our sound uh, into the future. We also want to invest in staff. You know, as Ed said, throughout the years we have um, used Heart for the House as a way to employ a staff member that we then can commit to going forward within our regular giving. But it's the Heart for the House investment. It's that actual finance that gives us that um, ability to be able to take the step and actually hire somebody. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 12, verse 27, it says this, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then 
uh, miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kind of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret. Now, eagerly desire the greater gifts. You know, and that's basically saying, you know, we are all different. You know, we sit here, and wherever we are, we're all unique, and God's give us certain gifts. But then there's certain gifts that we need within the church um, that sometimes, you know, we actually need to kind of buy in, if you will, because what we want to do is we want to release people and gifting into our church. And, and so we recognize, like, a need for someone to kind of, like, look after sort of young adults, youth, and kids, like, like a pastor that can join our pastoral team. Someone that can help to release the volunteers in our church. Someone that can, you know, free up time for them to do what they do. Then someone that can bring expertise and experience into this role. You know, we recognize that this is something that we want to grow in. in this area of our ministry is something that we are that church for the next generation and that we want to empower. So we are believing that God is going to bring the right person um, that we can bring on staff in this season. And that is something that we really want to believe for this, this time. We've talked about buildings, what we've done so far, but we want to continue investing. And um, I don't think I'll ever get tired. I'm not going to get off stage, everybody. But, but this, this space here is too small. It's, uh, and we'd love to make it bigger so that more people can come, more people can find Jesus. And so we're already actually partway through the process. So this is something that, bar a disaster, will happen in the next 12 months. Is that We're going to take... You see this? Is the camera able to go at the No, I don't think so. It's now. best if you look inside. So, see that wall there? If you go this way, a bay and a half, right? And then go that way, a bay and a half. So, that's, we want to take all that out and so make it. So, the space you can see from here to what is existing across. as that so we'll have another wall at the top. That amount of space we're going to gain. Again. Afterwards, go through the curtain and then walk to the next bit. And it's, it's that we'd like to take all that way so that we can see well over 200 people in here. We'll move the stage slightly, um, make it slightly bigger, um, with the idea really of being able to, to grow beyond 200 and then have multiple services here. But when we, when we plant or start the new service, it means that the new service can start well over 100, which means the kids' work is still working properly, the youth work is still working properly, the worship teams are still have enough people, and so that, that we can actually go forward in bigger and larger steps as well as, don't think we're not going to keep doing locations, because we are, because God's called us to reach Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So that's still in our heart and our passion, but we want to be able to make sure that this, our Jerusalem, as it were, our starting point, can get bigger and expand really, really well. Lancaster, we are still believing for a building, and I want to call the whole church to keep praying that God would provide us with an ideal building there. Particularly, we need children's space for them, and mums and toddlers, and mums and babies space, and youth space, so they, they, they can kind of grow the whole family there, um, because we've kind of got one, one room and a small room. And so we're believing for that. We'll put some money aside for you again and so that we have the resources ready for that building when God provides it for us. Remember God will give it give give it us when he's ready, right? There's there's, there's no panic. We, we can see the need. We're going to be ready and prepared and but then we're just trusting and waiting God to provide for that. And um like we said before, uh, oh no, we've got missions. Am I doing missions or are you doing missions? We're also going to be invested in missions again, aren't we? Um, there is, uh, hopefully, some exciting news which I'll be able to share with you in the next uh, couple of months around India. 
uh, that we can invest into, but I'll let you know about that when we have the details finalized. Um, we, we hope um, next year sometime, maybe to get to Brazil, to the Compassion Children, though that's still 50-50, would you say? Or worse than 50-50? Probably worse than 50-50. And, um, but we still want to keep investing in our mission work and our hope for justice and uh, people around here as, as, as well. Um, remember, it's all about people finding Jesus. That's, uh, that's the heart and the passion behind it all. Yeah, everything that we've given throughout the years has just been basically a door so that people can come in, they can meet with God. You know, we've just heard what Alex has shared and just the, the life change that happens when we actually press into Jesus. And uh, basically that is what this is about. It's about us coming to God with our hearts and our lives and saying, God, we're here, we're willing, um, what would you have us do? And uh, that's really what Heart for the House um, is all about because we know that God has a heart for people and that's why he's left us here, that's why we're not in heaven yet and uh, that's what he calls us to. Yeah, and um, the need is huge. Um, the latest stats, depending on which ones you look at, would say that maybe one and a half percent of the population goes to church regularly. Some maybe say three. But it doesn't matter what stat you look at. We live in a world now which is post-Christian. You know, some of our children growing up in school really don't know who Jesus is. They have no concept of a gospel or an eternity. They are taught that, uh, you know, we live, we die, and it doesn't really matter. And uh, there is a huge, huge, as it were, missingness of Jesus. And um, our, our passion here is to build both smaller and bigger at the same time. We want to see individuals saved. We want to see many more small groups, those small units of family. But we want to see church grow numerically. Not just, and hear this, it's not a, it, my prayer is for hundreds or thousands to get saved, not just a few. Um, and that's not because I want this church to get massive for, for us, but the world needs churches to grow, right? There is, there's hundreds of thousands of people in Preston, Lancaster, North Preston, Blackpool, Leyland, Chorley, all around here. In fact, there's almost a million people, just over a million people from this, where we stand now, who, who live within a 20-mile car journey because of where we're positioned, of which 900 and something thousand don't know Jesus yet. And the need is huge. And... Um, and as we give, remember we give into that. But everything that we give will make a difference, a small difference. I was reading Nehemiah, and uh, Nehemiah was a man in captivity in Susa, one of the capital uh, towns, cities in the Babylonian Empire. He was serving the king, and um, he was stuck. Basically, he's been taken from his home, he's serving. And we read this in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1. It says this, The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah, In the month of Kishlev, in the 20th year, so he's been there for 20th year, 20th, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hananiah, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province, are in great trouble and disgrace. The need is great, they were saying. The remnant of the Jewish population that's made it back into the land there, they're in, they're in trouble. The need is great. Beyond measure, you could say. I said, the wall of Jerusalem is broken down 
and its gates have been burned with fire. This, this huge wall, it used to be a double wall at one time that surrounded Jerusalem, was completely smashed when the Babylonians came finally and obliterated Jerusalem, burnt all the big houses and knocked the temple down and everything. Just they completely smashed the places to bits. And it says this, verse 4, When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, O God, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and obey his commands, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. And he goes on to say, I confess the sins and all that kind of thing. But Nehemiah understood a need. I just want to say as we come from the heart of the house this year, Allow your heart to be broken by the need that exists in our world. We live so comfortably, don't we? We live in a, we have really every creature comfort we could desire. The only things that we're missing are bonuses, right? And yet there's a hurting, dying world who doesn't know God, is going to a lost eternity. And it's so easy, I think, to just do life and forget these things. But from time to time, you know, Nehemiah was living in comfort. He was in the king's palace. He was one of the king's servants. It means he would be well looked after. Every, everything was good for him. He had food and water. He would have quite a lot of freedom, even though he was in captivity. He had a lot of freedom to go about and enjoy the world, the prosperity of the Babylonian kingdom. You know, he, he's, he's like, and I'm sure for a lot of his life, he was the same as us. He would, he would go shopping. He would buy his clothes. He would go for drink. You know, he'd, he'd do go out for meals. He'd do the same things, would. But as he thought, as he asked, what's the state of my home country? When he was told something broke inside him. And, you know, heart for the house. I want to encourage us. Allow God to reveal something of his heart into your heart today. Even if that's all that happens this day. Even if if you don't give anything, like financially, if your heart is broken, if you begin to understand how God feels for the broken world, then this Sunday's been amazing for us. This Sunday's been a massive win for us. In all the different locations, I want to encourage you. Allow God to break your heart anew for the lost, for the sheep that Melissa was talking about. He's far from God. He's going to a lost eternity, but needs, needs a savior, needs forgiveness. And he needs to understand, each one of us, each individual needs to understand who they are in Christ, how precious they are. And then God can come and restore and heal and then release them. You know, Alex, as she came to the stage and really knowing her since she arrived and seeing the life change, God wants to change every life. God wants to do a miracle in every person's life. That something that they can be, realize that they have significance in Christ and they can do something significant for him and they have a significant eternity to walk into. And then, once his heart was broken, there was only one thing that Nehemiah could do. He prayed and he fasted and eventually he, he asked God, God, do something about this. Do something about this. And he prayed, God, please... Do something about it. He says, um, there, in, there in verse 10, he begins to pray and he says this, uh, of, of chapter 1, he said, he said, They are your servants and your people 
He, you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. I'm talking about when they took over the land. It says, O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man who's talking about the king. But he prayed. He sought God that something would change. And then he did something else. So he, he allowed his heart to be broken. He then prayed. But then he did this. He said, use me. He said, use me. Not use somebody else. Don't use somebody in a better position or, or use, I want to pray for such. And you know, don't all pray. Dear Lord Jesus, use Alex to do amazing things. Because God's obviously touched her. She's doing, I mean, you can pray for her as well. She'll be very happy. But, you know, but, but, but don't, don't go, ah. It's, it's, don't please, don't ever pray alone that your pastors would do everything, right? That's, a, that's, that's called a disaster waiting to happen, right? And, I mean, I like to think I'm all right. Dave's obviously brilliant. Mel and Michelle are incredible. The other, but it's, it's, it's all of us. And Nehemiah realized that he had to do something. He was called. And, and the Bible says that he took his opportunity. It says in chapter 2, verse 1, in the, in the month of Nisam, in the 20th year of the king Xerxes, when wine was brought to him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. He said, I had not been sad in his presence before. So the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but hardness of heart. And he says this, I was very much afraid. I love the fact that, that he kind of notes that down. Do you know when you're doing things for God, when you're taking opportunities, being afraid is okay. It's, it's okay, right? It's okay. It's, it's a normal feeling when you're trusting God to come through. I mean, in Nehemiah's case, if God hadn't come through and the king had got across, he would have lost his head. So he had serious instant consequences from what he was doing. So he was a bit, he was a bit afraid. We tend not to quite suffer that much, but, but he, he took his opportunity and he, 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 said, um, he said this, I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my fathers are buried lies in ruins? Its gates have been destroyed by fire. Then the king said to me, what is it that you want? What a, what a question for a king to ask you. Then I prayed to the God of heaven, God please help me. And, and I answered the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let, let him send me to the city in Judah where my fathers are buried so that I can rebuild it. He asked that he could go. He could do something about it. And he asked for letters for the local governors so they could provide money and stones and, 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 and iron and, and wood so they could fix the walls. They could begin to fix the, 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 the houses. And he, he went the full, the full lot. He, he asked for everything. And can I encourage you that when you get the opportunity, ask for everything. Don't limit what God can do through you. Ask for everything. If a friend says, you know, oh, I'm kind of interested in Christianity, tell them everything. Tell them everything you know about Jesus, about your story, about what God's done. Yes, don't bore them to death, but tell them everything. If, if, and, and, so the chatty ones, remember, and the quiet ones say a bit more. But um, tell them, if, if somebody says, can I help, say, yes, please. Can you do this, 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 and this to build the kingdom? Let's ask for, he went for, he went for the full lot, for the full lot. 
And it says in verse 11 of chapter 2 that he arrived in Jerusalem with the full lot. And then the Bible goes on to say that he surveyed the walls, organized the people, gathered the stone and the iron and the wood he needed. And it took him 52 days to rebuild the wall, make the city secure again so they could then begin rebuilding inside. And You know, as we come for the heart for the house offering, I want to encourage you, let your heart be broken anew for all the need. Let God's heart break your heart so you can sense more of his love and passion for his people in this area and further afield in Lancaster, North Preston, wherever we are. Then pray for miracles. Take our opportunities and take it fully. Let's be a people that take opportunities to its fullness, right? And then follow through. He went, risked his life, got it all together. Follow through when you've asked the opportunity, when you've put yourself forward, then go all the way through. And I'm believing, this is my belief, right? If we can do these things, you know, when we talk about seeing hundreds of people saved or thousands of people saved, because that's in God's heart, right? We might only, you know, if, even today, if everybody who's in church today would see one person saved in the next month or two, there'd be something like 350 people saved. That's just one, right? If all of us would say, God, use me just to do one. And if we would just allow God to do something internally. And then as we give ourselves to him, because it's about our heart, not just our finance, right? I think God will do something incredible. He'll build his kingdom. He'll be successful. It's one thing that I am. I want Valley Church to be known as a church where Jesus is honored. And in, and in the annals of history, both Michelle and I, whether we get mentioned or not, is irrelevant as long as Jesus is lifted and his kingdom and his name goes forward and people find Jesus. Well, I'm going to pray and uh, then we're going to hand back to the locations and then we're going to take the, take the offering.